everyone, it's Afro Thuz, and it's time for another Pieces of the Puzzle. It's been too long. I think I'm leaving too much time between these two. Uh, there's been a fair amount of things, fair amount of stuff to talk about, I suppose, in the world of magic. We've had PT Dominaria, we've had a couple of different GPs. GP Las Vegas seemed pretty fun. I'm not so much of a modern guy, so talking about that's not too easy. But there's been some cool stuff there. Uh, we've also had some updates for MTG Arena. And I actually think that's where I'm going to start off with. So MTG Arena is now basically standard. There's still some of the other semi-formats that sort of exist there. But more or less they have all of the real formats. Uh, they still look like Quick Draft and Quick Constructed. But now they have what's called Competitive Draft and Competitive Constructed. And there you've actually got best of three events. You've actually got a sideboard for things more than just Masterman's Acquisition. Of course, Kaldesh arrives. There we go. Full standard. They made a few changes. One of the things that made it different from playing normally is actually uh, how the stacks would work putting things on the stack. If you got a number of triggers, the game would put them on automatically, which meant that certain things were practically unplayable. Like there are certain things where you need to trigger it properly. But they've now made it so then you put the triggers on the stack. So as far as I'm concerned, it's basically just magic. Still, the whole thing of how it generates the first hand, I need to check if that's still the same or different. But other than that, it might just be exactly right. So, um, we do get a few additions. Uh, a few nice additions to our, to the cards player that we get. Because yes, Kaldish appears and Wizards has decided, or MTG Arena, I should say, has decided that we should definitely show get some cards to quickly make up for it. Because there's going to be a wipe at some point soon. So it makes sense to grinding into a lot of these cards, get them now for free, play them, have fun, and think about the future. So everybody gets four of each of these. We're talking Ether Hub, Aethersphere Harvester, Bormat Courier, Chandra Torture Defiance, Disallow, Fatal Push, Fumigate, Glyphseed Siphoner, Heart of Kieran, Pianalar, Scrapheap Scrounger, Spire of Industries, Torrential Gayhulk, Unlicensed Integration, and Walking Blister. Now, a lot of those cards are played in a lot of decks. There you go, Blue White now works. You've got your Disallows, you've got Torrential Gayhulk, and if you fancy playing the Fumigates, the Fumigates. Some people just like Settle the Wreckage. Walking Ballista, big card everywhere. Obviously, Heart of Kirun, PNLR, Mono Red, Red Black, Goblin Chainwell, that kind of thing, especially with the Scrap Loops Grounder, Spire of Industry, Ether Hub as well. Fatal Push, best bit of removal you got in all of Standard, one of the best even in Modern, but that's not the point here. We all get, we basically get all these cards. Chandra Torch Defiance, so good. So, of course, I've got to think about these cards, build a deck. And I know exactly what I'm looking at straight away. Disallow Torrential Gale. Bam. Obviously. Could be thinking about Fatal Push. Maybe I should be thinking about Fatal Push. But instead, I decided to do something different. And also add on from that list, Chandra, Torch of Defiance, to make myself a Jeskai control deck. This deck is a deck based on actually Gabriel Nassif's deck that he played at Pro Tour Dominaria. Um, and I think it's pretty cool. I made some few changes, like adding in Chandra, because Chandra's amazing. And a few other bits and pieces, just because I feel like the meta is just that little bit different. And even though we've got best of three, make sure you've got extra bits and pieces to make sure you can win game one in basically any matchup. Does help significantly. But anyway, uh, we also get one of every rare and mythic in the Kaldash block, two of every common and uncommon, and four of each of the those cards that I said before and yes yeah, so that means bam you've got all these cards now of course the standard ban list comes into play on an NTG arena so I'm sorry if you've got all those rampaging ferocidons and those ramen app ruins but 
yeah, they're not playable anymore. You're going to keep them. Maybe one day they'll be useful. There's this, there's like other extra things. Like I think it's singleton format, which might be very different, but that's something I'm going to have to look at at some point in the future. So they've also changed how they've got it. So they've got this Dominaria draft, which is the competitive draft. That actually costs gems. You can't pay gold for that. Technically, you can still play without paying money. It means that you have to basically grind through the quick drafts, which might not be that hard. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we've also got an event schedule for basically all the different quick drafts. So at the moment, uh, we've got quick draft Rivals of Ixalan, which will end tomorrow. And then it will be quick draft Dominaria, which is when I'll be playing more quick draft again. Uh, and then it'll go back to our devastation and Dominaria. And then, yeah. And they've also got these things. So we've got quick singleton that's happening. And then towards the next month the beginning of next month there's this thing called standard festival which i have no idea what it's called and that sounds really interesting that's single game though so one of the things that people have been talking about is like when you look at a lot of like the wins for certain things especially like the quick draft and like the same quick draft and also um the other draft which is competitive draft you win a lot of boosters which aren't that great as prizes it's nice to crack them but i'd rather get more gems or something like that. Unless you could use these boosters for something other than just cracking them. If you could actually use them to pay into some of these drafts. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. There's supposed to be these high reward for high skill things. So you only ever get your entry free. When. Uh, back when you get like something like free out of. Free. When you go like free to. Which to be fair. Is like playing a competitive league on MTGO. So, um, it's a bit different though, because it's not five and then best how you do it at five, because you can go five and one, for example, and still get like the five thing. But yeah, so then I'm going to be streaming a couple of those events, probably put some on the YouTube, so look for those. So that's MTG Arena quickly gone over, I suppose. It's, I'm intrigued. If you like the changes, please tell me if you think that some of the, maybe you don't like how the new formats are. Uh, yeah, let me know. So, uh, we've also got PT Dominaria, um, which... Gave us the result that we kind that you could kind of see in some of the earlier GPs. Top eight deck lists. So the winner with Wyatt Derby, he won with Mono Red Aggro with an amazing bit of top decking. I'm not saying that in a, trying to say in a bad way, but it, it just worked ex extremely well. Uh, and then the next couple of decks were Red Black Aggro, Red Black Aggro, Red Black Aggro, Red Black Mid Range, Red Black Aggro, Esper Control, and Red Aggro. So Mono Red. So two Monored decks and the rest, uh, one Esper Control and then a load of red-black. So let's have a look at this red-black mid-range deck and then look at a random red-black aggro deck. And I want to see if I can actually tell the difference. Um, instead, You go for a few less creatures for a, a little bit more removal and things like cut to ribbons to help you win. And to be you, that's it. Is that enough for me to really say that it's mid-range and not the same as every of the other decks? I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. It's a pretty tough one. I mean, I think the main difference, actually for the rest, I say cut for them as they were all running it. I think the main difference was they went, I want a few more Planeswalkers and some Brasses contempt. And that's about it, really. Uh, the mid-range still ran Scrapping Challenges, Soul Samage, Anglo Crusher, Rekindling Phoenix, Hazaret. Oh, no, that's Red Macaro. I'm terribly sorry. Uh, still ran, yeah. Well, actually, no, I say that. Exactly what I just said. Just... Exactly what I said was still right. So I think it's one of those where they're like, let's not make it look like we've got seven aggro decks and one control deck in the top eight. Let's have six aggro deck and one control, uh, one control deck. And these red-black aggro decks are still 
basically just mono red decks where they just went if we run Canyon Slew, Dragon Skull Summit and Ether Hub, we can get back Scrappy Scrounger from the graveyard and that's it. Like the, the idea of black mana doesn't even appear properly. Um apart from with unlicensed disintegration fair. Until you get to the sideboard where you get like Doomfall, more unlicensed disintegration unlicensed disintegrations and some duresses. So it kind of looks like the format might be in a bad spot. Or just a load of people who are very good at magic just happen to pick up the same deck. It's always hard to tell. When you look at, I think, some of the percentages of, of the decks, I wonder if I can find that. It still looks bad. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to see everywhere. Like, you're going to see a lot of Teferis. You're going to see that kind of thing. Like, aggro is going to be a big thing. You're going to see, like, other stuff. Some cool decks appeared, but they just weren't there. I mean, the best way to put it is this. The top card was... The top cards were Goblin Chain Whirler and a Braid. Goblin Chain Whirler, there were 296 copies of it. It appeared in 49.66% of the decks. A Braid appeared in more decks, but there were less copies. 50.34, but 286. Then Duress, which appeared in like the most decks. So Black is definitely what people were happy to play. And that'll include all of the fact that a lot of blue-white players went to Esper. Um, so they could they, then they had Duresses, like you might as well run them. Um, but when you look at like the top 10 list, it's Cobham Chain Whirler, a Braid Duress, Scrappy Scrounger, Bormat Courier, Glorybringer, Chandra Torture Defiance, Rekindling Phoenix, Soul Scar Mage, and Heart of Kieran. And they all fluctuate between Heart of Kieran being at 36 and Duress being at 59. But more or less in the 40 and 40 ish plus. That top 10 list, I've got this from MTG Goldfish, by the way. This top 10 list of cards that are in that were at P Proto Dominaria might as well be a deck tech for red black aggro slash mid red slash whatever you want to call it. Um, it's not until you look at like specifically spells that you even see a card that isn't in red black aggro, which is negated at number ten. So maybe the format is in disarray. Maybe it's not. If you look at like the nine wins, eight wins, uh, Steely Stompy appears. Uh, you still got, you got another Esper control deck. Uh, I like a white blue to fairy deck and that's like the eight nine wins you know and then the rest is basically just red, med, red black mid range like all mono red aggro it's scary and people were saying oh why did you ban rampaging for Osadon? that would have went in both of those decks and would be double hoser for anyone who wants to go wide because goblin chain whirler can be if you go on one one imagine putting rampaging for Osadon in there as well also lose loads of life it, it's just just bad people are saying ban goblin chain well maybe that's what's going to happen maybe not we don't know if it's just like you need more of it we don't know what it's going to look like in a couple of weeks in a couple of months we don't know what m19 is going to do to the format and these are things you've got to think about before you just outright shout ban a card it might just be that the meta game just didn't have enough time to really get away from this minima could just be like like what i'd say in in in, in science like a local minima and a lot of people just went for this red-black aggro deck because it was doing very well at GPs and a lot of people had mono-red aggro decks and they wanted to try out black. It's been something that people have been trying to do since since mono-red aggro has been doing so well. So yeah, that's uh, that's the proto. Hopefully that doesn't just mean that's the format that we have. To be honest, if you're playing on Arena, that's kind of the feeling. I've played against more or less this kind of these kind of lists. What else have we got? So we've got uh, Core 19. We've got loads of um, previews. We're getting all our preview cards. I, of course, don't have one, but uh, a lot of people are. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Goblin Trash Masters won recently. It looks like goblins could just 
be coming back. Goblin Tribal, we've got Fnatic Firebrands, Ring Runners, Skirk Prospectors, Wily Goblins, Goblin Chain Whirler, Goblin Warchief, Siege Gang Commander, Commander, we've got Goblin Instigator, which remember that was leaked very early. That's a two mana one one, which makes a one one pretty good, especially if you've got stuff like the Goblin Trash Masters, which uh, give everything plus one plus one. That also is an interesting card because it destroys artifacts. But like Considering the fact that you've also got Goblin Warchief to make those that because Goblin what, Trash Master is what uh, a four mana card turn that into the same price as Goblin Warchief pump everything have a Siege Gang Commander as well so if you got a, if you go Goblin Warchief into Trash Master into Siege Gang Commander like Siege Gang Commander is going to come down and be a free free carrying free free uh, free two twos which means that it's just nine hasty damage because you've got this Goblin Warchief uh, and Skirk Prospector means that you might decide that. Like, you can just get rid of some of your earlier ones to get in the immediate play. Playing stuff like Wily Goblin also helps you ramp. This is going to be a Goblin Tribal deck with ramp, which is pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Whether that actually is going to do especially well, I don't know. It could just be that it's just how you power up the Goblin Gift deck. We will have to wait and see. So there's plenty of um, Planeswalkers, which have been spoiled. Uh, Sarkhan Fireblood, free mana. Uh, card with a really cool rummage effect to begin with. Discard a card, draw a card. Uh, you can also add mana in any uh, to make dragons, which is pretty interesting. And his minus seven ability is create four five five red dragon creature totems of flying. If they had haste, that would be even that would just be absolutely insane. Uh, we've got cards like Valiant Knight, which is like a Night Lord, which is interesting. So I wonder if knights are going to be like a thing, like properly. People have tried, and there's lovely, some other cool different knights. Are sort of appearing in this set, so it might just be that that's what that could be a big deck. Um, there's more zombie stuff as well, which is which makes me wonder if zombies could actually appear back if the Amonkhet zombies are good enough. Because we're gonna have M19 in standard with all the cards, we don't rotate until October when we go to Dominaria. And sorry, we are we've been to Dominaria when we go back to um Ravnica, so we've still got a lot of these cards. Things like Banefire returning, you've got all kinds of weird cards. Like, Gorklaw, Terror of, of Calcisma is an interesting card. I think this is a card that could bring back something like, uh, remember, red-green uh, monsters. So its ability is creature spells you cast power four greater of greater cost two less to cast, two generic less. And whenever it attacks, each creature you control with power four greater gets plus one, plus one, and gains trample, which is pretty powerful pretty powerful you've got weird cards which are going to like start hosing different things like amulet of safekeeping which says when you become target of a spell or ability an opponent controls count with that spell or ability unless it's controller plays one it's quite interesting and also it says creature tokens get minus one minus all so that like has a double like hosing effect you know like um it's not just it's not just good against burn decks or Things like where they want to settle you, but also against token decks. That'll be an interesting sideboard card. Uh, we've got uh, lots of other different pieces. Uh, let's have a look at some of Planeswalkers. Nickel Bolas, he's finally a Flipwalker. Uh, he's practically part of the Over the Gatewatch gang. You've got to have a good bad guys to have a good, good uh, story for good guys. So it's a four mana, so one in the Grixis. And I think it's like a 4-4, four, four, which when it comes into Battlefield Fly. Uh, which when it comes into the battlefield, I think your opponent discards a card. So when it ends the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. Each opponent. And then for four and, a, and the Grixis colours, 
Exile Nick opposed to Ravager, then return the battlefield, transformed under his owner's control. Activate his ability only any time you cast a sorcery. Which is fine, because you probably want to do that. I mean, obviously removal will end here, but you kind of want to do that because it turns into a planeswalker. So Nickel Bolas the Arisen starts with seven loyalty. You tick up for plus two, and you draw two cards. Pretty nice. Minus three ability is Nickel Bolas the Arisen deals ten damage to target creature or planeswalker. So they're just probably gone. They're just gone. They ain't never come back. Um, well, there's no exile effect, but you know what I mean. Minus four, put, ta put target creature or planeswalker card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That's a graveyard. So that's your opponent's graveyard or your own graveyard. That's pretty crazy. And minus 12, which is exile all but the bottom card of target player's library. Basically just mill them out. They have one turn left. And we've also got a Jarny. I might as well do a Jarny whilst I'm here. Uh, we've also got a Jarny Adversary of Tyrants, which is two and two white. So four CMC. So four loyalty. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. Return target creature card of Converted mana costs two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. That's a minus two ability. And minus seven is you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your up step, end step, create three 1-1 one, one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, almost like what you got with uh, Lily the Last Hawk. There's loads of different cards. Uh, I just want to find... What else? There's like a lot of... There's a lot of Planeswalker deck. Planeswalkers. Like a Jani, Sarkhan, Liliana, Tezzeret... And I'm guessing there's a fifth one. I think there's going to be one for each colour. Whether or not it's going to be also the same for all the Planeswalkers. Because at the moment we've had three. So there might be two more. I, I need to look and see how many Mythics are left. We've also got Vivian Reed, And she's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. So look at the top. So she starts off with... She's a three and two green. Five loyalty starting. Plus one abilities. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them. And put it into your hand. But the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. Minus three. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying. Uh, and minus eight, you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, and have vigilance, trample, and indestructible. You get that emblem down, you're going to be pretty happy about having creatures on the ball. So yeah, and there's like loads of other weird things, like there's Gigantosaurus, which costs five green, and is just a 10-10. Why not? Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with all these cards. Draft looks like it could be quite interesting. Uh, both Shock and Lightning Strike are there. And there's some other cool red cards. Um, and some other stuff. There's even some black things. It's making me wonder if red, black, bone is going to be like a, a possible arch archetype in draft. That'll be caught cool a draft on Arena as well as in real life and on MTGO. Hopefully it'll be a case of just when it releases. Can't quite remember how it worked with Dominaria, but maybe someone can, can remind me. But yeah, so what's also cool is also, like, all of the old Elder Dragons have also been, like, reprinted. So you've got, like, um, I'm not going to try to name them all. They all have weird names. But some really cool ones that look like the ones I kind of want to just grab and put in places. So actually, since I've, like, been talking about this, I think uh, one got released, which is Arcades the Strategist. Uh, whenever Flying Vigilance, uh, one and Bant. Whenever a creature with Defender ends the battlefield under your control, draw a card. Each creature controlled with Defender assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power and can attack as though it didn't have Defender. That sounds really crazy. And I kind of want to know if that's going to be a card that works. That's a free five as well for four mana. That actually seems pretty cool. Having a lot of these Elder Dragons make things like the Sarkhan look a lot better. Especially because like his plus, the other plus one ability is basically you can use me to splash for any of these dragons. <laughs> Um, which is cool. Uh, let's see if I can find another interesting dragon I was looking at. Um, there was one that had a similar ability to Nezahal. 
Uh, Chromium the Mutable, which is four Andy Esper colours. Uh, it has Flash. It can't be countered as flying, and it's a 7-7. Seven, seven. And it has an ability, which is discard a card until end of turn. Chromium the Mutable becomes a human with base power and toughness 1-1. One and one, Loses all abilities and gains Hexproof. It can't be blocked this turn. So, interestingly enough, it's... That's good. It's like it's a good bit of um, evasion. I mean, it flies. It has flash. That's all good. It can give itself hexproof, uh, but it can't be blocked at that point. However, if somebody blocks it, then does that to it, then you're in a bit of trouble. You can't. You know, that's how they'll probably pin you down. You can only do it once, and it doesn't work against settler wreckage, and it doesn't work against rafts. Basically, I kind of wish it actually said um, instead of it can't be blocked, it said remove. It just said remove it from con combat. That would be really good. Because that would just be like, yep, yeah, no, get rid of Settler Wreckage, can't just be blocked by something and then just immediately destroy the 7-7 seven, seven Dragon. Because um, I can see someone like blocking with something like a Thopter token, and then they go in like Vrastic Contempt, and then you're like, oh, do I want it to be exiled and my opponent to gain two life, or do I want it to die at this Thopter? That kind of thing. Possibly not a Thopter, something like Glorybringer or anything with flying, possibly Heart Kieran. So that's something that you do have to kind of be careful of. Yeah, they've released... Vivian of the Arkbow, which is the Planeswalker version. It's going to be interesting to see how the Planeswalker deck turn out, because everyone's always saying, like, one day they're going to print a Planeswalker deck, Planeswalker, which should be just a standard Planeswalker. And, yeah, I'll have to sit down and properly look at them all and see if there's any that I think, actually, this is good and actually could be played in decks. It's going to be interesting to see if there's anything le less else that's left um, that seems like it should be played somewhere. Um... We've got also we've got some cool reprints, Crucible of Worlds. We've now got we've now got the Crucible of Worlds and Ramon Excavator in standard. Also Scapeshift. Cannot decide if this is broken or not. It is broken in modern, but I don't know if it really, I can't be broken in standard. I have an idea for a Multani deck, because when you put cards in the graveyard, it still powers up Multani, so that could be something cool. But other than that, I just don't know about a scapeshift. And some cool other cards, uh, some weird cards like Infernal Reckoning, which says Excel target colors creature, you gain live eagle, so it's power, which just seems like it's not for standard. It's just like as if they went, yeah, let's make uh, let's make uh, Modern Tron worse, which um, on Eldrazi. I'm not going to complain though. Not going to complain. Uh, and then some other weird cards that seem like they're like lim they might be limited all stars, but they're definitely not going to see play in. Oh, Re yeah, Rex Age is back, but they're definitely not going to see play in constructed. Although we we say this with all these different cards, and then in a couple of weeks, couple of months time, they all appear again, <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god! It turns out you pair it with this card, it actually is amazing, and it'll be really cool to see those. And I'm definitely happy to be wrong with Magic. Definitely happy to be wrong, especially that way. Not so much when I'm playing. But when I'm, when I'm talking about cards and how good they are, that's when, we'll, that's when I don't mind being wrong. Anyway, uh, thanks again for listening. Um, I'm Afrothos, and yeah, hopefully we'll get another one of these up some point soon. Please check out my Twitch, my Twitter, my YouTubes, and catch you next time.